0: Welcome into the latest edition of On Texas Football. I am not Bobby Burton. I'm Jerry Hamilton. Bobby's uh, getting a little R and R. Joined by Justin Wells. Bobby's somewhere in Southern California. If you if you're in the Newport Beach area, you may run into him. Just a hint for anybody down there. He uh, probably has <laughs> a tennis court. Uh, but we're here with Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Um, Justin, you were at. We're going to talk today. But first of all, Justin was at the Under Armour camp in Dallas. I stayed in Houston yesterday ton of stuff going on. NCA selection Sunday. Uh, boards are hopping on basketball. We're going to talk about Under Armour Camp in Dallas with Justin. We're going to hit on March 25th of uh, unofficial visitors. That list continues to grow. The June 23rd through 25th big official visit weekend. Uh, another visitor added to that. Justin, I'll hit on some basketball too. I mean, why not at the end of, uh, of the show today? Uh, round of 64 game coming up in And Des Moines, Iowa for Texas, number two seed against number 15 seed Colgate. That's Thursday, 6.15 p.m. Central Time on TBS. Uh, So we'll talk about that. Before we get into everything, though, I want to give a shout out uh, to our sponsor, Laura Baker, of the Recruiting Roundup. Uh, The Recruiting Roundup uh, is brought to you by accomplished Austin realtor, Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura's not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a long, to- long time longtime Austin real estate expert. Give Laura Baker and Andy, and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams a try for sure. Uh Justin, Under Armour Camp yesterday in Dallas at Arlington Martin High, as it is every year. Uh, what are your initial takeaways on what you saw? And then we'll get into some of the recruitment, uh, uh, recruitments of those guys. Um
1: First thought was, man, it was windy. I mean, it was really, really windy. It was. You remember
0: the Cedar Hill days where your hat would blow off when they used to have it at Cedar Hill? Religiously, yes.
1: I'm telling you, there's like a tunnel wind that comes through there, Um, like a Seminole wind. I don't know what it is, man, but you know, and it got a little chilly. But that's perfect. You know, it was perfect long sleeve weather. It was a really good showing, Jerry. Uh, you know, last year I felt like it wasn't near as top heavy. I felt like the quarterback play wasn't as good. This year was totally different. Uh, we got we got to see some really good guys throw the ball, but better yet, we saw some some really good defensive guys. We saw some some up and coming O line and some really standout receivers and DBs. I mean, we can go position position, but man, I it was good to see because. You know, one, we'd wanted to catch up with a lot of these guys because we've known for a while. But then we also learned some new stuff about a handful of guys like a Bryant Wesco and a Charleston Collins. And so to me, it was a uh, man, it, it was a full day, Jerry. It was, you know, started early, ended about two thirty, three 3 o'clock. And uh, by the time we left, uh, we had a pretty good idea of, of, of Texas recruiting.
0: Let, let's talk wide receiver position because that's one people are. are It's a good lead-in with Bryant Wesco being there. Um, I I would say right now, Micah Hudson, Bryant Wesco, Jakal Baker, probably top three guys on the board in 2024. Then you have Parker Livingstone, some guys like that also in the mix. Uh, We know Micah Hudson's recruitment well. We've talked about on Inside Texas for over a year. Bryant Wesco offered later in the process than a lot of guys. Uh, His upside's through the roof. Um, I'll let you get into what Wesco said yesterday, but a preview kind of for Texas fans. When I was through Midlothian High a few weeks ago, um, Oklahoma first team out of his mouth. Obviously, his sister plays soccer at Oklahoma. Um, he has he's close with Emmett Jones, who the day I was at Midlothian was actually announced as go, leaving Texas Tech and going to Oklahoma. Then Malcolm Kelly was a guy he had a great connection with. Um, he's been to Oklahoma since that time for January Junior Day. I believe he was at TCU as well. Texas has entered the mix. Steve Sarkeesian, Chris Jackson, uh, they're starting to get closer with Wesco and family. Uh, Justin, what did Wesco tell you yesterday? we I think we both know a uh, uh, spring game is probably when Texas is targeting a visit.
1: Yeah, he Texas wants him on campus. Uh, he's looking at April right now. He doesn't know when for sure. But this is, like you said, they got into it a little bit late. But Chris Jackson kind of gets a mulligan for this one because yeah. he it, it, he got to reevaluate the the recruiting board here recently when, when he was brought on board and and Wesco just jumped off the chart. He 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 was he was flummoxed why Wesco wasn't offered. He's this is a kid you gotta have. And so you know he's listed at 6'2", 180. Jerry, I think he might be a little taller than that. Yeah. This kid can go. Uh he had a phenomenal year last year, 14 catches in 2022, but 14 touchdown catches last season kind of, kind of put himself on the map, ran a 20, uh, a 22, 20, <laughs> a 22.2, 200, uh, a, a, a six, four high jump. Like he, He's got so much athletic traits. It's crazy. And Justin,
0: I, I don't know if his father was there yesterday. His father's in the Louisiana Tech Hall of Fame for track, obviously. Yes. Uh, so there's speed in the family. The sister's probably not hurting, running up and down the soccer uh, field either. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The, the, you can tell the, the athleticism's in their DNA. And, 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 and...
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: He doesn't let the recruiting process get to him. He, he takes it kind of in stride. Uh, like you said, Oklahoma is definitely in the mix. TCU's in the mix. And also LSU, he talked about being the mix. I said, what's what's something that's similar with all three of those schools? And he said, wide receiver play of late. He felt like the wide receivers have looked good over the last few years in, in those programs. And so that's kind of why those have his attention, especially LSU who I believe he's, he's looking at taking another visit uh, later on this year as well.
0: And obviously and so, his family's from Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. And so there's, there's a tie
1: there. And you know, Jerry, when it comes to Louisiana kids, if there's any inclination of a family relative, you grew up there, you visited there as a child, <laughs> LSU has a way, and, and Louisiana has a way of keeping those guys close relatively. And so – the biggest thing for Texas fans is that Wesco really likes Jackson. Jackson has prioritized. They speak on a regular basis, texting on a regular basis. Um, he likes that Jackson comes from the NFL. He likes that he brings kind of a a, a, a schedule and a resume of guys that, uh, that works at the professional level because he knows he can show him what it takes to get to that point, and and that's the beauty of hiring a guy that's been in the league for so long, and so it's so early though. But I, I think I think you could see uh, some movement in the summertime. I, I think this recruitment is going to be in cruise control for a while. He's going to soak it in, takes take a handful of more visits. But once he gets to Austin, I think that's where we'll figure out where he actually measures up. It, 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 yeah, if he takes this it, spot or if he's looking a little bit north of the Red River.
0: Hey, Justin, we haven't talked about it, you and I, but I've talked about it with Bobby. I'm sure you've talked about it with Bobby. I think Chris Jackson was a home run hire, similar to Tashar Choice. Um, and I think Chris Jackson's got great timing to come into Texas. That's from the coaching perspective. From, from the recruiting perspective, you know, look, he knows margin hooks. So I've, we've all got a little bit of background on Chris Jackson. Um, I think this was a home run hire for Texas. I really do. I think he's going to relate well to kids. And a lot of people say, well, NFL guys, can they relate? But here's what's important to know for Texas fans about Chris Jackson that you may not know if you haven't really studied his background. Before he got coached in the NFL, he was training guys for the NFL draft. Um, And I think that goes along with kids, too. That's really good to have on your resume. But he's, he's accustomed to talking to the guys before they become pros, And he's had to recruit those kids to get them to train with him for the NFL draft. These kids just don't walk in the door and train with you. You have to recruit those kids. We talked to Nathan O'Neill about on the defensive line. So he has recruited before, and he's recruited at a higher level than college. He's recruited guys who are prepping for the NFL draft and recruiting agents to let those kids work with him. I just think it's a home run hire, Justin. I'd love to hear your thoughts too. No, Jerry,
1: really because – you know, at first, you know, we had a handful of names that came out and we would go through them and we would research and, okay, this one brings this trait, that one brings this trait, and then Chris Jackson would get thrown in. And honestly, we would kind of sit back and go, well, this guy isn't in college right now. This, this might be a little bit different than the other guy Sark was looking at, but I think Sark saw a bigger picture. I think Chris Jackson wanted to come to this level of play and, and, and try this out. Last year, what he did in Jacksonville has to be noticed. Christian Kirk had a career season. Zay Jones had a career season. Uh, you know, both of those kids have somewhat of a Texas in-state tie, which is which is unique. And Chris is a guy that he he's young enough to where he hasn't been in the league for a long time, so he's so he's almost viewed as too old by some of these younger kids. But he's still young to where okay, th- th- they're going to listen to you. He's still in that 40 range. Well, okay. I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to see what he has to say. I think that resonates because you got to bring some energy to this position when you recruit him. You know that Jerry wide receiver coaches have to bring some energy. Chris brings that, but he also brings in a very humble nature. And so I, I, I was pleasantly surprised at how well this hire has gone on. I mean, I, the first night he's hired, He's in he's in Waco High watching Micah Hudson at Lake Belton. That guy knew exactly what he needed to do. Then he gets back to, to campus and reevaluates the wide receiver board. Notices Bryant West Wesco needs more attention. Notices a Jakal Baker catches up with him. Gets to know a Parker Livingstone as well. And so there are there, you know there are a number of receivers actually that that Jackson is, has started to click with. But man. After yesterday's Under Armour camp, Wesco was the best receiver out. Well, actually,
0: uh, no, no, don't DeCore- say DeCore- it because we're leaning. Can't say that yet.
1: the Corian Moore <laughs> was probably the best receiver, regardless of class. Wesco's right there. There ain't much difference. I'd say a one A, one B. Decorian just just looked fantastic. Okay, so, so I don't want to downplay him.
0: Justin, I was gonna that was the next thing we we're gonna hit on. Decorian Moore, the top receiver on probably nationally on a lot of boards in 2025 at Duncanville. Uh big time on the track, big time on the football field. He was there yesterday as well. Uh, for Texas fans who aren't on inside Texas, and you absolutely should be, uh, ten dollars for four months right now. Uh Decorian Moore's mom was wearing what yesterday, Justin?
1: So, you know, I always try to talk to parents, you and I, we, yeah. we do that. We do that religiously. And I met Decorian's mother. And so we sat and we talked for about half an hour. And before I could know, but you know, I'd asked her about some of the schools and things of that sort. And come to find out, she's from Austin. Yeah. Come to find out. And she said, that's why I wear this. And she had a Texas Longhorn. She had some Longhorn gear on. And, of course, that doesn't show, that doesn't supposed to tell anything of where Decorian Moore maybe, may be going but when mama is looking at one place, the family is looking at that same place. And, and Decorian was, man, he, had, he started to come into his own, Jerry. We've yeah. known about this kid since he was a freshman. He flashed on the track early on. And Duncanville doesn't necessarily throw the ball much, so you don't always get to see the full gamut of what he can do. You saw it yesterday, his route running, his body movement and fluidity is effortless
0: no doubt I I can see
1: why he's the top priority at Texas at wide receiver for 2025 there are guys close to the staff that think this is the guy that they want above all and after watching him put on a show they got him at about six foot 180 I'd say maybe a little bit closer to six one these kids are growing Bobby Bobby I miss Bobby I'm thinking
0: of you Bobby and Callie (laughs) He's on a tennis court not thinking of you or me. Exactly,
1: Jerry. You nailed it. But DeCorey Moore was the best receiver on, on, on campus yesterday. Wesco was right there. I'm not going to take any way, anything away from Bryant. But DeCorey Moore looked fantastic. Everybody's involved in this. LSU, Georgia, Alabama, Miami, Oklahoma. Texas A&M's trying to, to get a lure in the water. Um, but I'll say this. He likes Texas. There, there's, there's, there's some attraction there. And he's already been connecting with, with with Chris Jackson. That's another thing. He loves the fact that he's talking to a college coach that just came from the league for the last six or seven years. Like, he loves right. that. And because DeCorey Moore has one goal, to play on Sundays. And that's, that's it. You know, that's all these kids have. That's right, all right, right, that's right. And this, that's, his, that's his that's his focus right now. And for him yeah. to do that, he's got to put himself in the best position possible. And when you bring in guys like a Quinn Ewer and an Arch Manning, and you and you start to oh, yeah. recruit guys at a high level. I asked I asked to Corian, is there is there anything you see about Texas that that makes it, you know, something you're paying attention to? And he said, yeah, they have Jonte Cook. Listen, Jonte Cook's reputation in DFW is bigger than people understand. Like wide receivers look up to that guy. And so there are so many little data points that point to Texas being in this recruitment for the long haul. It's early. He's twenty twenty five. But, God dang, he looked good yesterday, Jerry.
0: Yep, and the last thing I'll know, Norma Camp, an offer came out of the camp, Charleston Collins, because it's interesting. You and, We were all texting during the camp yesterday. Bo Davis had gone up to see him in January when he went to see TJ Lindsay from Bryant, who's visiting March 25th. At the time, Texas didn't offer, and they weren't giving him as much attention as other guys. Then it's a sign that Texas is paying attention to these camps, which is interesting to me, that they offered him after the camp, after a strong performance. Um, And now we'll see if Colin sets up a uh, visit to Texas, because March 25th is the next junior day. Then you have the spring game, April 15th. But uh, he's a guy that Texas wasn't showing a ton of interest in before Sunday. Then they offer him after the camp. And and
1: here's more funniness, funniness with this recruitment. When I talked to Charleston yesterday, the first thing he mentioned was he loved Bo Davis and how much he wanted a Texas offer. And I mentioned that to you guys? It's like, hey, Charleston Collins is, is talking up Texas. I know they have an offer, but I said, what was it about UT? Have you been, you know, things of that sort? He said it was when Bo Davis came to visit. He said it wasn't like any of the, any of the other coaches that came to visit. What was different?
0: Seeking the truth never gets old.
1: He he came into the classroom, he grabbed five freshmen, four freshmen, and lined them up, or five freshmen, rather, and lined them up, left left tackle to right tackle. So he had an impromptu drill session in the middle of this classroom. And then Bo Davis gets down in his stance, and he starts ripping through freshman O-linemen to show Charleston how he would fit in the Texas defensive scheme. That really resonated with, with, with Collins. He really it, that he really he, he loved that he grasps that and we've seen Texas this cycle really go after the Southeastern Conference region type for D-line. and it's a little down in state for this cycle and so Bo Davis has no problem hitting the road in Arkansas Mississippi Tennessee Georgia all of the above Collins is in that uh, is is in that list 64 270 range he looked fantastic he had a great camp Jerry he looked really good strong hands. Quick hands, uh, you know, he had good balance, good placement. I I thought this was a kid that was probably offer worthy. And, buddy, once he got that Texas offer, he hit me back last night. We were texting, and and he said, man, it came through. I I was surprised. I said, hey, man, now you get to take a visit, and he's looking at doing that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, by the way, on the in-state defensive line, guys, um, you know, we reported inside Texas. Alex January has scheduled his official visit. Uh, for June 23rd through 25th. I can tell you that Texas talked with uh, Joseph Jonah John Yeay at Oak Ridge a couple times last week. They're trying to get him back on campus for the spring game, and then mo- most likely June for an official visit. So those are your top two in-state targets at defensive line right now. And then there's that host of out-of-state targets. Uh, Cameron Beavers out of Bay Springs, one of the top over-the-ball players in the country. Texas is working to get him in March 25th. Terrence Hibbler, another over-the-ball guy from the state of Mississippi, uh, SEC recruitment coming up there. He's coming in March 25th. Caleb Moore from Oak Oak Grove and Hattiesburg coming in March 25th. So Justin and I are going to keep talking about these names. Texas has casted a huge wide net on the defensive line, but that's what you have to do. You have to offer 30 of these guys in this region to get one or two. That's just the reality of it. Then you got to hit on one or two of those on the interior. One more time, I want to take a second – before we get into basketball, uh, to talk about Laura Baker. Um, Laura Baker is, uh, brings the uh, roundup uh, to us uh, from Austin Realtor Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. Give Laura and the Al- Andy Allen Keller team at Keller Williams a shot. Thank you to Laura Baker for that. Um, Justin, lastly, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk Friday or tomorrow night on live stream about March 25th visitors, uh, yeah. June official visitors. We'll get more into that. But we got to talk a little hoops, right? It's March uh, Madness,
1: Jerry. This is your March Madness. Of the
0: year, man. Texas. So, for Texas fans, and we break it all down on Inside Texas, come on over if you have not. $10 for four months right now. Great deal to be a member of fastest growing Longhorn community on the Internet. Um so Texas is a number two seed for the first time since 2007-2008 season. The last two times Texas has been a number two seed, they advanced to the Elite Eight. That was the LaMarcus Aldridge, P.J. Tucker team, 05-06, lost to LSU in overtime. The 2007 8 team, led by D.J. Augustine, Damian James, advanced to the Elite Eight in Houston, where they lost to an eligible Derrick Rose at Memphis Memphis. in that number one seed, uh, which later that obviously banner was taken down. Um, So bad luck there for Texas on who you play. Matchups are everything, especially if they're eligible when they shouldn't be. Uh, (laughs) So, Justin, (laughs) Texas, two 15-plus point wins over Kansas in the last seven days. I don't have time to research the history of Kansas basketball. (laughs) Am I betting no teams beat Kansas by 15-plus in a week, in the same calendar week, in ever? So – Texas had in the tournament. It's a. T- I, I love the I love the draw. I hate the draw. What are your thoughts? First with the Kansas
1: for the first 14 games before the last 7, they were they were they were 1 and 14 against yep. Kansas. No doubt. Out of 5 and 2 in the last 7. I I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on.
0: And by the way, Kansas won a national title and went to a final four during that time.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. So to give you some perspective in the Big 12. A fantastic season. They get the number two seed. They win the Big Twelve Championship Tournament uh, in, in in convincing fashion. They're playing really well right now, even without Timmy Allen, which is really saying something. Dylan Dessou stepped up in a big way, so I feel like they're clicking at the right time. They get to they get to brush their teeth with Colgate in the first round. This is a team they're going to have to watch. Hey, listen, in, in the NCAA tournament, it's about two things: guard play and three point shooting. And Colgate can shoot the rock. They're one of the best teams in the country at putting the pill up. And so that's going to be a fun matchup. But I'm telling you, the, the people that put this together were trying to have <laughs> too much fun, Jerry. Yeah, they it are. Was, at, Texas A&M is better than a seven seed, especially in the last two months of the season. They went like 15-3 and three in SEC play, man. They are much better than a seven seed. But I think it was to arrange a a, a, a second-round battle with Texas. And let me tell you something. Twitter is going to be hell if those two guys match up in the second round. And I can't wait. Embrace the chaos.
0: Look, it's I, a I, dream. And AM is a good team, too. But first, they got to yeah. get
1: past Colgate. He's got to get past Penn State.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's a dream bracket for Texas fans if you want to make a run to a Final Four, because you potentially get AM in this round of 32. I think Penn State's going to beat AM, but you potentially get AM in the round of 32. Um, then you're probably looking at. Xavier in the Sweet 16. Sean Miller can really coach, um, especially in tournament time. Three Elite Eights on his resume, seven Sweet 16s, I believe. Iowa State's also there. But if Houston can get by Miami, whose big man's hurt and missed the Duke game, that's why I think Miami lost or Indiana's there. But I think Miami was a team you didn't want to play before the big man got hurt against Duke. And that's why they lost to Duke. Uh, If you could make a run to the Elite and get Houston. I mean, Texas fans couldn't have it any better than if you could play AM and beat AM in the round of 32 and then play Houston and beat Houston and their best team they've had since early 80s in the Elite Eight, that would be like a dream scenario for Texas fans. Then you their final fours in Houston. No pressure, Rodney Terry. I mean, no pressure. At all. <laughs>
1: hey no pressure Kelvin Sanson.
0: Oh I know. There's been, and, and Sasser hey, do we know, may or may, may, may not status yet. Tournament.
1: Do we know Sasser's status from his injury? Yeah, he
0: could have played. He's like Timmy Allen. He could have played yesterday if it was a tournament game. They yeah. held him out, but that doesn't mean that's a growing injury. That doesn't mean he's going to be 100% the rest of the way. No chances are he won't be 100% because he's going to keep putting pressure on that for 38 minutes a game starting, well, next Thursday or Friday. Right. No,
1: it's funny because it's this, this bracket has a Texas flavor to it. You know, you got to get through Aggies, and you got to get through some Cougars. Um, and for you and I, that that's the best part of it. That that you're the fans are going to come out for this kind of stuff, and that that that's the best part. There's a goal. Houston is a goal for the Final Four, and and this is a Texas team that can play in that. They have they have a Final Four opportunity. We haven't said that in years. In years.
0: And it's for me, true. it's been since since for me, it's been since legitimately. 05 06, that team was the one that got away. Um, some would say the Tristan Thompson team, but they were when they got that four seed, that was a they ain't. Eh, I mean, 07 yeah, 08. Also, was, they
1: took LSU to overtime. Yeah. Glenn, and, big Baby Davis was tough. And I think that was
0: Tyus Thomas. Tyrus Thomas is that out was him. And, and Lamarcus Aldridge shot two of 13 in that. Game. Right, 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 right. And
1: they still almost won that game. Yeah. And you weren't nope, you weren't beating the Derrick Rose Memphis team. Kansas no. wasn't beating the Derrick Rose Memphis team. They were up 10 with two minutes left, right. and, they, and they couldn't shoot free throws. Right. So they so would have right. had a, a real banner taken yeah. down. When that
0: bracket came out, you knew Texas wasn't getting to the final four. No, <laughs> no. no I think Joey Dorsey
1: was still on that team. He was.
0: I mean, they were jacked. Yeah. And so
1: this team has that. And this bracket, like you said, it can, it can work into their favor. They're playing really well right now. Um, but you can't, we can't, we can't overlook the first the first rounders because we we don't want to jump ahead. We've got a lot of these to do this week. Uh, Colgate's going to be a good matchup. I like I like that you see Penn State potentially beating AM. Penn State kind of slid in there in, in in the Big Ten, which plays some decent basketball as well. You know, and then Xavier, man, you're right. Sean Miller, he is a coaching son of a gun. You know, I, I, I it's going to be interesting because now you know what the question's going to be. How much do they have to win for Rodney Terry to keep his job? Yeah. And that's going to be something we're discussing at Inside Texas every day. Please come see us. That It's something that it's fascinating because we can make cases for both that, hey, he should stay or, hey, they should look possibly at a bigger situation. Give Coach Terry, though, right now, so much credit. No so doubt. much credit. He took over the program the way he did. listen. People could can say, hey, anybody could have slid into this job and won with these guys. No, that's not the case. It, 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 this group it, it took some galvanizing because the Chris Beard stuff, even though it looks like he's headed for Oxford now, the Chris Beard stuff definitely splintered this program.
0: Yeah, the, the, and the, the Terry kept them part, together. Yeah, the most underrated part of that is anybody could have slid in and, and, and did a seat. I, I totally disagree with that. I think what happened for Texas, last thing before we go is Rodney Terry and Chris Ogden are as much University of Texas basketball as you can be, not named T.J. Ford and some of those past players, right? And Chris Ogden obviously was on the Final Four team. They understand Texas basketball. They have a passion. I mean, Rodney's as much of a a UT guy as you can be without graduating. Went St. Edwards down the street from Angleton, which is UT high uh, in football, right? These guys relish and want to be at Texas, Um, And for people that think Rodney Terry doesn't want this job long term, this is his dream job, man. I'm just telling you now. And Chris and Rodney understand Texas basketball. They understand the history. They understand the inner workings in university in Texas basketball. And they were around for final four teams, elite eight teams. They had so much history to lean on with this current team. I think it mattered a lot. Um, aside from helping recruit these guys to Texas and being a part of the everyday part of the program. If it was a guy, if those guys weren't part of it, I think it would have gone off the rails. Honestly, I just, I just don't. And that's nothing against the other coaches on the staff, but there's a strong Texas connection on the staff. And I think it mattered for Justin Wells. I'm Jerry Hamilton. This has been your recruiting roundup of on Texas football, come inside Texas for all your Texas Longhorn football, football recruiting basketball needs. Eric and Aileen, guys are putting up a team report headed in the spring break right now on Inside Texas. Again, $10 for four months. Talk Arch Manning, talk spring football, talk college basketball, and we'll talk it with you at Inside Texas. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel
1: to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again and hook them.